0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we explore Mother's Embrace, help other members of the Nora tribe, and learn a final lesson from Rost. Welcome to episode two of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop Tart. Hello. I'd like to welcome any new listeners, as well as welcome back any returning listeners. You made it through episode one, so we're happy that you came back for episode two. And if you are starting on episode two, you might just want to bite the bullet and listen to episode one. Before we get started, I'd like to let everybody know we do have a Discord server, and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the game, on the show. So we'd love to have you join us at mash.gg/slash Discord. We have some channels uh, dedicated to Horizon Zero Dawn, and they should be pretty easy to find. But yeah, just just come in and join us in the Discord, and uh, you know, let's talk about let's talk some Horizon. so let's do a quick recap before we get into this week's episode. On last episode, we met Rost and baby Aloy, as well as two of the matriarchs of the Nora tribe. I was going to say clan, but I guess it's it's tribe, uh, for Aloy's naming ceremony. That's what babies normally go through, but uh, it was a little different for Aloy because she is an outcast as well as Rost. So we uh, got a little bit of that piece of information about how the Nora operate. Uh, you know, a couple years later, actually six years later, Aloy found a ruin of the old world, and inside it, she found what we will come to know as the Focus, which allows her to manipulate the old ruins and see people's messages and, you know, things like that. Uh, Ross tra- trained Aloy to hunt, uh, and along the way, Aloy saved Teb, which we're gonna, you know, see him a little later. Not this episode, but, uh, next episode. But, uh, Treb- Teb's, uh, Train, not trainer, but I guess uh, commanding officer was a bit of a dick to Ross and Aloy, uh, because, you know, that's what they're, they're outcasts and that's what you do to outcasts. And then finally, Aoi was assaulted by some jerk kids and uh, she decides she's had enough. You know, uh, that was one of that was, I think, that the first flashpoint we could do where she could either throw the rock back at him or just throw the, you know, knock the rock out of his hand or do nothing. Uh, but, you know, after that, she wants the answers as to why she's an outcast and. To get those answers, Ross tells her that you know she would need to win the proving, and if she wins the proving, then the matriarchs have to answer her questions. So that puts her on her path for the next ten years. Because after that, you know, we get a training montage of Aloy uh, transitioning to a teenager. So goes from she goes from being six to sixteen. So we're we're, we're at about a ten year difference between that opening segment. And when we finally have control of older Aloy, which is what we'll have, you know, that's what we're going to that's who we're going to be playing with throughout the bulk of the game here. So uh, when we start this segment, finally, uh, you know, Aloy comes out of the house and Rost is nowhere to be found. She's a bit surprised because she's like, well, this is the last day before the proving. Why isn't Rost here? Uh, But, you know, you do have something new on you. You have that spear. Something you did not have before? Did you Did you try the spear? What did you think about the spear?
1: I so as I this is when I played before stopped as soon as I got to that campfire. So this is the first time I actually got to experience gameplay. Um, I don't know if I tried the spear on the training dummies, but I haven't used it that much actually. Really? Yeah, I've been more of like a stealth and and kind of shoot things well
0: that's specifically if you're stealth then the spear is your best friend because the spear allows you to stealth kill enemies
1: here's the thing uh, i I like to do stealth but i don't like to do stealth up close i like to hide in the bushes like 50 feet away
0: and then shoot arrows at them Uh uh-huh i mean that's perfectly viable strategy (laughs) you can do that but i will tell you you're going to be spending a lot of time taking enemies down (laughs) Because you're going to like shoot, because not, you know, you know when you first start off, you know, most of the enemies are watchers, right? You shoot them yeah. in the, the the lens and that's it. Yep. But a lot of enemies, they don't have really quick uh, kills like that. Like scrappers, for example, that's something we're going to talk about here in a little bit. They don't have, they, you can't, there's just not like a one hit kill on the scrappers. So what you're going to do is you're going to shoot something and they're going to look like, what, the, what was that? <laughs> you know, and so you're going to have to stop. and stuff like that versus the spear where if you could just get close enough to him you just do that stealth kill poop go right back into the bushes you'll you'll save yourself a ton of time. So
1: Yeah, I didn't have a good time with uh the scrapper, but we can talk about that later because of my <laughs> yeah. uh, shoot and pray method, so <laughs>
0: yeah so now now the another good thing about the spear is that it can knock off comp- knock components off of enemies something that's going to be very important later on in the game you get other ways to knock components off but uh for now this is the, the number one way you can knock components off of enemies so even if like one gets away you can knock something off of it and pick it up uh for for later and uh, you know we also i can't remember if you actually can look at them i i don't I don't ever remember trying to hit escape or pause the game or go into the menu system as little Aloy, but now we get the full-fledged menu that we would have had before. You get a chance to look at this skill tree uh, in the map, which is – did you take a look at the map yet?
1: Yeah, so the map of the area that we're in, I was like, wow, that's, a, that's really big, but I've explored the whole thing like 10 times over at this point, yeah. so it's not quite as big as I thought, but it gets pretty expansive. Um, I've, I've looked through everything in the menu. I kept forgetting that there's a skill tree. I found out there's a skill tree, upgraded a bunch of things, and then forgot again. So I might have points <laughs> to upgrade <laughs> things again. But I've been upgrading my bags when I get a chance to. Because I remember you were saying, make oh, sure you upgrade important. your bags. <laughs> yeah, so I can carry you, 40 arrows.
0: Yeah, like in, in the embrace, not having large bags isn't a big deal but outside of the embrace when you're fighting a bunch of machines and you're getting a ton of different uh supplies that inventory management becomes a bit hefty so it's great to have extra you know extra bag space so that you don't have to deal with it you know as frequently because you well, still will
1: well my supply you know. bag actually filled up as i was upgrading it
0: Oh really? Yeah,
1: I didn't real like the 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 parts bag or whatever the heck it is. I guess it's just a supply bag. I don't know. There's so yeah. many. <laughs> Why are there like 7, 8 of them? But uh yeah, so it was like filled and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can upgrade this." And then I I did it.
0: Yeah. Now, I do want to talk about the, the 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 skill tree for a second because you know, I think in, in games, you have different types of skill trees, and I, I don't mean how they actually break down the skills, but in terms of usefulness, right? Like, you have some games, like, let's say Borderlands, where the skill tree will determine your build, essentially, right? How you play the game, and you want to tailor it for how you play the game, but in this game, I don't think the skill tree is like that. The skill tree feels more like everything's important. Like, you know, you, you definitely want to be a jack-of-all-trades in this game. You know, uh, well maybe not you because you don't like fighting up close and personal, but, <laughs> you know, uh like, you know, you have the four categories. You have the prowler, which, you know, is like stealth and combat efficiency. You have the brave, which is more damage focused. You have the forager, which is crafting and collecting. And you have the traveler, which helps you travel around the map. You know, that's the shortest of the trees. But I don't I. I. I I don't see anybody doing builds out of the skill tree It's just, I want everything. Yes. You ju- you just want all the skill points so you can get everything. I think you do really need to determine what you, what you prioritize, what you want. Like, I'm pretty sure I can't remember which skill tree it's under. Cause I don't think it's under traveler. I, it might be under Prowler. I can't remember one of the, uh, the skills in the skill tree allows you to, um, ride. Other animals r- ride the machines.
1: Oh, I was hoping you were saying like boars because that would be so much fun just riding the boars <laughs> around. <laughs> but that's cool I too. I think they're, t-
0: they're too small, like <laughs> they're too small, but you can ride the machines, certain machines anyway. Or is it, it doesn't allow you to ride the machines. I think it allows you to call them. There you go. It allows you to, to call them out essentially, which is, it, it, I'm sure you've noticed in the embrace, there's a lot of running. There's a lot of running in the embrace. Uh,
1: yeah, I did notice that, but I, I uh, so far has have not used quick travel because I'm still gathering and killing things. So I'd rather <laughs> walk from point A to point B instead of quick travel, so I can get more resources.
0: No, that makes perfect. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, outside the embrace, when the areas get bigger, and sometimes you won't be around a machine that you can ride so being having the ability to call one is a massive help absolute massive help so if you if you're if you're just starting out the game and you haven't played before and you're going down that skill tree that is one of the ones that you definitely want to get trust me on that so
1: i've been doing uh random ones because i wanted to make sure i'm quiet because if something sees me if something sees me it makes me jump Um, so I'll do everything to prevent that from happening. So I got silent, uh, silent drop and low profile, but then I realized that they have bullet time essentially. And I was like, Oh heck yeah, I need that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm shooting everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure. Did you also see the, did you see the skills that allow you to shoot multiple arrows at a time? No. Yeah. You can, you'll be able to shoot up to three arrows at a time. Ooh. So you, you, you're loading arrows <laughs> on your bow like they're shotgun shells. And you just like let them go. <laughs> yeah, was, that is that is yeah. That's a skill you want.
1: I was fighting like a a strider, I think, and like within the short window of the con- it's called concentration because I'm sure you can upgrade it. But the short window, I like shot the pack and then shot it in the face and killed it. And I'm like, oh, I'm so good at this game. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs>
0: yeah so that makes you feel wait till you fight shit like some of the bigger enemies and you're doing that to them <laughs> you know or like uh when you come across like what my my, I don't know, my favorite machine in this game is a thunder jaw which that, i mean that's not a spoiler that's what's on the fuck that's what's what, what, that's what, that's what's on the cover <laughs> you know uh and fighting those things are always a lot of fun and you know taking its guns off of it and then picking it up and shooting it with its own weapon <laughs> is awesome like <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking so I,
1: forward I
0: to that. it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, you'll you'll have your opportunity. I I think there's only one Thunderjaw you absolutely have to fight. I think there are some quests that require Thunderjaw lenses and parts from Thunderjaws and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, and also there there are definitely like I think you do definitely have you you definitely don't want to skimp on uh the the skills that help you in direct combat for sure mm-hmm. because especially when you get to the cauldrons which we are a couple episodes probably away from talking about cauldrons so we'll we'll talk about them more then um you will i don't want to tell you how it's going to go yet but you will most definitely need to be able to face-to-face combat a large machine <laughs> I, I will i will tell you that much um So yeah, you definitely want to get used to that, but it's tons of fun, tons of fun on the way. Well, let's get started with our first actual, I guess, main quest of the game, The Point of the Spear. So like I said, uh, Aloy comes out of the house, she's looking for Rost, he isn't there, but she does find him on a nearby cliff. Aloy,
2: you're here.
3: Did you want to be alone?
2: No, we must speak. I've been thinking about your training, Aloy. You've learned to hunt, learned to survive. But I fear there's a lesson I failed to teach you. Would you learn it now?
3: Of course. I'll always learn what you have to teach.
2: There has been some trouble recently. It affords an opportunity to learn this lesson, but it will be dangerous. You must come prepared, or you will die. Descend into the embrace and hunt until you have gathered the parts for Fire Arrows.
3: Fire Arrows? What kind of trouble are we talking about?
2: Once you have the parts, you will meet me there, at the gate beyond the village of Mother's Heart.
3: Uh, The North Gate? At the edge of the Embrace?
2: Yes. Now be on your way.
3: Is something else bothering you?
2: No, I'm fine.
3: Are you worrying about what happens after the Proving?
2: What happens is clear, you will be accepted as one of the tribe and I will still be an outcast, to be shunned.
3: Rost, even if the tribe accepts me, I won't-
2: There is much to do, Aloy. We will discuss this later.
3: <sighs> okay, I'll go gather the parts, but I'm also going to pay Karst to visit.
2: Aloy, that man breaks the law every time he speaks to you.
3: And I'm glad he does. I want to buy a tripcaster, and no other trader will sell to outcasts
2: stock it with ammunition. Then you'll find use for that weapon tonight.
3: That sounds ominous. All right. See you at the North gate.
2: So yeah, I mean,
0: like Ross, he looks kind of distraught, you know, actually throughout this entire process, he always, he looks sad throughout the entire uh, process of what's going on. And uh, this is one of those, um, flashpoints where you can ask, you can ask if everything's okay, or you can ask what the holdup is, or um, you know, I actually I forget exactly what he says to you, but he says something like, Oh, you found me or something like that. And she can say, you oh, know, good thing I know how to track. Um, you know, Ross, he talks about how far you've come along, but he he's a little worried that he hasn't taught you an important lesson. And uh, he wants to teach you that lesson. So you know he wants you to get equipped properly. So he instructs you to go find fire arrows. And then meet him at the edge of the embrace. You know, Aloy. She does ask him if something's wrong, right? And he says no, but it's like, come on, man! <laughs> like, something's I can, wrong. like that—that's that 2017 facial technology. I can see it on your face, Frost. <laughs> you know, I could—I could see it on your face, man. That something is—is uh, is upsetting you. So, um, you know, Aloy kind of asks, you know, are you worried about, you know, what happens after the proving. And you know, Ross, we, we, we talked about this last time, you know. Ross he is a he is a rule follower. Like he he's an outcast, but he still follows the rules of the tribe. And he says he knows exactly what's gonna happen. He says Aloy will be one of the tribe. Well he doesn't know he doesn't say he knows exactly what's gonna happen, but he tells her basically the way it should go, right? Says, so, you know, you know, you'll be one of the tribe, I'll be still an outcast. But Aloy is like, you know, says she'll still speak with him and you know. He interrupts her. But, I mean, she should have known that was going to be an uphill battle, right? Because of how, you know, strict he is with, with the rules. But, I mean, honestly, I don't feel like Aloy really... The only reason Aloy's even doing this, she's not doing it for the tribe. She doesn't care for the tribe. She she wants to get her answers. That is why she's doing this.
1: Right. She's just She just wants to know. And I don't think she's... I didn't even realize... Um, just with the way that she was talking like they said it, but I didn't realize that doing this would make her part of the tribe. Um, until like they said it a few more times and I'm like, Oh, uh, she doesn't care about that though. So I didn't. That even, is true. Yeah.
0: I can see that can happen. Like, Cause obviously I knew yeah, for obvious right, reasons. Right? right. Um, but you know, you know, her becoming, you know, doing the proving, proving is what, uh, you know, turns uh, the Nora children into Nora braves, essentially. And not everybody makes it, which we'll find. Well, we will definitely find, uh, not, every, not, 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 uh, Christina got the fat look on her face, not die, like they just don't become a brave. That's what I mean. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh okay, okay.
0: Yeah, not, you know, not everybody becomes uh, a brave after the proving, but, you know, if you're a brave, you're essentially a part of the tribe. So this is something that's really only extended to the young. Right, the only reason Aloy can even participate in the proving is because she hasn't turned sixteen. If she was over sixteen, that opportunity would be gone. If she was like, if she be, you know, if she was like seventeen, she wouldn't be able to do the proving. Right. This is why Rost can't just do the proving and get back into the tribe.
1: So, I don't know if maybe they'll explain this later. But do all kids have to do approving the proving, or is this just by choice that you? do it
0: that i don't know honestly that i'm not 100 percent sure i'd have to check that out because i think they all want to do it i think they all because everybody wants to be a Nora brave you know it's not like i mean we're talking about a tribe here right like you don't have that many jobs you can do in the tribe you know (laughs) like they're like well i don't want to be a brave i want to be an engineer like that's (laughs) not how that works (laughs) like You know that's not really you know what what's going on with that, and I'm pretty sure like you know it's also a statue you know status thing because a brave you know is probably held in higher regard than somebody who's like a tanner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even though tanning's a fine job, if you still tan in 2021, you know. So you know what a tanner is.
1: Yeah, that someone that tans hide like, not tanning yes, okay. in the sun, <laughs> but, like, yes, I get it. I
0: oh, yeah, just making sure. He, the look on your face, she, did, I wasn't 100% to be, sure. To be fair,
1: it went through my head for a second as a funny, but not as a what?
0: <laughs> okay, just, just <laughs> checking. Just, just <laughs> checking. So, hey, uh, so, look, she says, you know, she says she's going to gather parts, but she also wants to talk to somebody named Karst who is a merchant who does sell to outcasts and uh, she wants to buy something called a tripcaster from him. And Ross doesn't actually like Karst because he says that Karst shouldn't be actually talking to them because Karst is part of the tribe. Uh, but, you know, he says that the tripcaster will be helpful with what's going to happen. So he says, go ahead and get it. Uh, so essentially what we're tra- what we have to do to complete the objectives of the quest, at least this part of the quest, is to get the trip caster from Karst and also to hunt the machines to get supplies for fire hours. Also, you know, one of the things that uh, it it is an optional thing, you don't have to bring this up, but uh, Ross does tell you that someone named Grotta is probably going to need, like, I think he says rabbits or food or something like that. And that's uh, something we're actually going to talk about that in this episode as well. But that's just one of the optional dialogue options. But you know as Aloy re- leaves Rost uh she talks to herself a little bit um and she says there's only 2 days until she gets answers she's uh, this is something that she's been really looking forward to because for us it's only been a few minutes right it's only been a couple minutes between baby Aloy uh 6 year old Aloy with the with the monster arm <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then also uh you know 16 year old Aloy but for her it's been 10 years she's been it's 10 years Of training and preparation for this exact moment. And unlike the other kids or the other teenagers that are going to be doing the proving, right? Unlike them, they are doing the proving to become brave and help the tribe and stuff like that. Her, she is doing this with one laser-focused goal. And that's to get answers as to why she was outcast. You know, or maybe who's her mother. I I don't even know what question she's going to ask exactly. Do you ask who's the who's your mother or do you ask why I was outcast? Cause I can see the matriarchs being like, you know, slippery about either of those questions. Who's your mother? I don't have. You don't have a mother. Why did I get outcast? Because you don't have a mother. <laughs> you know, and then boom, your questions are used up.
1: Yeah, I feel like I, I would want to know who my mother is more than being an outcast because I feel like that would... But, like, they say, like, she's motherless. She's an outcast, right? Like, you know why you're an outcast, or at least to a certain extent. It has something to do with your mother, right? So I'd be more interested in that. Or
0: lack thereof. Or lack thereof, mother. Right. But, yeah, so, you know, as you're kind of going through the, you know, the gathering part of of the mission, you know, just go down and kill a couple machines. Like, I think you have to get, like, uh, some metal shards, which you should be able to get from any machines. And then I think you need blaze as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You needed the blaze because you needed to make the fire arrows. And that's such an interesting, that was so interesting for me to figure out on how to fight the striders. Cause I'm like, okay, well the watchers are here and I know that if I start attacking these striders, they're going to find out. But then they all like ran away. Like I shot a strider and all of them ran away and I'm like, Oh my God, this sucks. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's where that spear comes in, man. (laughs) Like, if you can get a strider close, close, like, if you can, like, whistle or something like that and get the strider, like, close to you, and then you just, you know, jab, jab, you know, he's he just drops (laughs) it. The rest of the striders don't run away.
1: I'll try that next time. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see how that works.
0: Yeah, so you gotta use the whistle, you gotta use the rocks. Even though I, I honestly throw more rocks by accident than I do <laughs> on all the purpose. time,
1: every time I push G to save, I push F first, so I throw <laughs> I throw a rock in the fireplace.
0: G saves the game.
1: E is auto save, and G is manual save. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: did not. I did not realize that. I have never. I cannot remember. I have never played a game on PC where a save function wasn't on the F keys.
1: Yeah, no, throw rock is on the F key. So I keep throwing rocks (laughs) into the fire.
0: No, I have questions about your configuration. To be perfectly honest,
1: set up is because, because in Genshin, F is pick up. So I throw rocks when I try to pick things up sometimes. I could probably uh, change it, but you know, I'm stubborn.
0: By default, like that seems really weird. Maybe I change. maybe I did see that and I changed it. I do have I did like, as part of my recording, I had myself fixing my seconds. I'm, I'm gonna have to look at that because <laughs> throw is definitely like f for me or something like that, or use, I should say like yeah, you, yes have to, you, is you, you have f You have that menu where you can swap back and forth through things.
1: Oh, Q. I use my stuff with Q and I swap back and forth with Z and X. Ah.
0: Yeah, see, that sounds more human, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> My hand <laughs> doesn't reach that far.
0: Ah, gotcha, okay. So, yeah, so, um, you know, like I said, this like the, the gathering part. You got to get your blades. You got to get your metal shards. There's plenty of machines around. They're not hard to find. Uh, one thing the game does provide, especially once you get into the mix of things, uh, you can get different maps, for for a different various items right you can get a map that tells you where all the different machines are on the map and they each one has a different symbol you can get a map that even tells you where all of the collectibles are which it really depends on how badly you want collectibles because sometimes like you're like oh there's a collectible right up this hill and then you try to get up the hill and then 30 minutes later you're still trying to get up the hill for the collectible uh so you gotta be you gotta be careful about that um it also does kind of litter the map, too. Like, once you get all the different maps or location maps, like, it does put a lot of stuff on your HUD. Not just your HUD, but, like, um, you know, the, the map for the game. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up is talk about the focus for, like, a quick second and how the focus isn't just, like, a tool for Aloy, but it really is, like, it's the interface for the player, right? Because I don't think there's any tribe in this game that actually has, like, you know, a written, I don't want to say a written language, but now as we understand written languages, right, they have their own, like, written languages. But and you may not necessarily notice it. It may go unnoticed, but the, the, the focus is actually translating that for the player. Like, when you go past a rock or something like that and it has a drawing on it underneath the drawing, it has the actual name.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so I saw that on the focus, and I was like, this is super, like... Cyberpunk, I guess. I don't know. Neon LED <laughs> looking thing. That's so crazy. But I didn't even think of that. So, when I saw it, I was like, well, if the focus is here, if we have the focus and it's a relic of the old times, right? Is that someone put there that there in the old times or I
0: No, that's that's the re- that's the focus just doing its job and translating everything. Cuz remember when she grabbed the bow and it scanned right. the bow and it said this is a bow. <laughs> you know, which the thing is for Aloy, she can't even understand those symbols. Probably, that's for us. <laughs> you know, that's that's for uh. the player. Yeah, so that's how we, we kind of navigate this world because we can't we can't read their languages. They're primitive languages, or they future languages. Who knows? But still, you know,
1: <laughs> I, we haven't gotten to robot dinosaurs. I think in real life, so I would assume it's the future.
0: I don't know. Have you seen the, the latest Dy- Boston Dynamics video?
1: No, I was yeah. going to say, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. 2025, yeah. what's up?
0: Yeah. 20. So, um, this is 2021,
1: yes. I, I yeah. forgot. I'm I, not bruising. Sorry. I know ta-
0: time is compressed right now. For those listening <laughs> to this in the future, we are recording during the coronavirus epidemic, or pandemic, sorry. And uh, your time is just compressed right now. So, I, I feel like Control came out this summer. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's what it feels like to me that control came out like this summer so uh, but another thing that you do come across hunting these machines for the first time are the modifications that you can put onto your weapons which I'm like cool modifications and you put a mod on and then you can't take it off like if you mod a weapon with like let's say a common or uncommon modification then you find a better one you cannot move it for now so the modification system kind of sucks to a degree because it kind of sucks for now until you get the ability to remove modifications, which I, I'm pretty sure that is on the skill tree.
1: Okay, because I put mods on. I'm very hesitant about doing things that I can't undo. So as I was putting the mods on, because I put, picked all of the higher mods, and it was like, if you put this on and you take it off, it's going to destroy the mod. And I was like, well, I'd only take it off if it's a better one. So that's fine. They didn't say that you can't take it off right away.
0: Yeah, well actually I think you can take it off but like you said it's it destroys, it destroys the mod. It. Yeah. Yeah, but like so for the for the uncommon ones that's one thing. But for like your epic ones which you're going to get pretty start getting pretty soon, uh, and you will get a like let's say an epic mod that does 5% or 10% more damage. You can get another epic mod that does 20% damage, right? And it's like, well, crap, now I can't switch it, you know? So it does help to a degree, but you do get a, you do get an, uh, an ability in a skill tree that allows you to take mods off without damaging them, which for like, that's the thing, like your highest mods, like your best mods are probably going to keep off the weapons until you get that ability. So that's one of the, another one of those abilities you're going to want to aim for you know
1: i'm the kind of person that doesn't use a single elixir in any game because i'm saving it for an emergency and then i just never and they use beat it. the
0: game and you beat the game right like <laughs>
1: yeah so i feel like that's gonna happen here
0: i agree like, i do the same exact thing i think i heard <laughs> i heard um chip talking about that on squad goals as well he said he does the same thing Like he's just because he just, you just hoard it you're like no i, I this is this is a really high level thing. I got to use right. it for an emergency and just never use it. I
1: don't think I've ever used a single PP up in Pokemon because I'm like, oh, but what if <laughs> I need to use it on a better move? I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, after you finish the, you know, co- collecting, actually, you don't even have to wait till you finish collecting your, you know, you know, your parts, even though it might, I would recommend it and we'll get into why. Uh, You can go visit Karst, you know, Aloy checks to make sure the coast is clear, but Karst is still pretty nervous. Uh, You know, Aloy notices he's being a bit cranky, and uh, Karst says, you know, after Aloy finishes the, well, one, there's two things, actually, sorry. One, he doesn't want to get caught talking to them, you know, but he does want to sell to Aloy, and Karst also says, you know, after Aloy finishes the proving and becomes a brave, she won't trade with him anymore. And he doesn't like losing customers, you know, because, I mean, she could trade with him, but she'll probably come across vendors that have better stuff. You know, I mean, he is trading with outcasts on the on the outskirts of the embrace for a reason. Right. Uh, But you do also find out that Karst used to be an outcast because they asks, you know, why do you trade with outcasts? Uh, And, you know, um, turns out that he got caught checking out one of the metal ruins outside the embrace and the matriarch said he was tainted. So they gave they made him an outcast for five years. And once he came back, he said he wasn't really able to get used to living in mother's heart again because there's a lot of people and most of the people he knew just moved on with their lives. So he actually prefers to live outside the village and. Also, that's another reason why he sells to outcasts, because, you know, he used to be one so he can understand, you know, what's what's going on. And, um, you know, Aloy, she asks if, you know, he knows why Rost is cast out. And apparently she's asked if this is a few times based on his reaction. Uh, but, you know, you know, says he's, he doesn't know. He's not sure. He says it must be pretty serious, though, because he got a lifetime term. Which they do, that is something, I just can't remember when they actually explain why Rost was outcast, But they definitely explain it. Uh, so, you know, you want the Tripcaster, he wants the Scrapper Lens, you trade for the Tripcaster. And you get it, and, you know, when you try it, it's it basically allows you to place booby traps. Like, you shoot one, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like, it, it's a, uh, kind of like a net. It's like a peg, yeah. You shoot like a, you shoot like a peg in one side. You shoot another peg, and boom, your trap is set. And this is a um, electric trip caster. So if something trips it, it gets it gets shocked and stunned. There are other trip casters though. Like there's, I'm pretty sure there's an exploding one. There's an exploding trip caster. Uh, the weapons as you upgrade your weapons or get better weapons, whether it be the bow, the trip caster, the other weapons that we're going to come across in the game. Usually, the upgrade just means it has different types of elemental damage, or it can use different types of ammo. So, this one, so your bow, for example, right now can only use fire arrows and regular arrows. But your next, uh, your next bow might be able to use a different arrowhead. The next trip caster is probably able to use both electric and fire and explosive damage, you know, stuff like that. So. With the, the fire arrows and the Tripcaster in hand, you know, you can meet Rost at the gate. But before we go to Rost and talk about what's happening at the gate, I do want to talk a little bit about the side quests and the errand that you come across in the Embrace at this point. So let will start with the errand. Let's talk about Grotta, or the actual name of the quest is Odd Grotta. And uh, this is the first errand of the game. And the errands, are the, I, w- I would say errands are what you would typically call side quests in most games, but they're not in this game. They're a a level below side quests because side quests, I think main quests and side quests are both multi-part, right? Uh, And the difference between the main quest and side quests is that the main, the main quest just push the main story forward. Side quests uh, don't push the main story forward. They introduce new characters and stuff like that, you know?
1: So with a side quest too, I thought I did like four or five of them. And I only did a couple. They're so long. I was like, wait, I only did. There was only this many in this area. I could have swore there was like five because of how long they were and how many different parts were in them.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the errands are definitely shorter. They're usually, you know, one and done. Um, Don't have anything to do with the main story. They just, you know, like a quick collection quest or something like that. And that's the end of it. Uh, so, you know, Grata is another outcast and so she obeys the Nora Law. Uh, she won't speak directly to Aloy since she is also an outcast and shouldn't be spoken to.
3: Hello, Grata. Oh, Mother, since I was
1: cast out, have I not been constant as the river flows? Have I not kept the vows as the stones do? Show me your grace, Oh, Mother. And provide for me
3: once more. Don't worry, Grata. I'll hunt your rabbits.
2: Oh, Mother, I hear your voice on the wind. I would count your blessings on my prayer beads, but I
1: lost them atop the eastern overlook. My old bones are too worn to return.
3: So it's rabbits and your trinket you need this time. Okay, I'll find you at your camp.
0: So yeah, when, you know when she speaks to like in order to uh, to communicate with Aloy, she just prays to All Mother and says what she needs, and then expects Aloy to 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 bring it back. So in this case, uh, Greta needs rabbits and a trinket recovered uh, that she's lost. And so this this quest introduced players to hunting animals, which is a necessity because that's how you get the stuff to like upgrade your some of your items, like your bags you know for example
1: yeah i noticed that why do i need raw meat to upgrade my bag
0: maybe you gotta trade it <laughs> maybe maybe i, I don't know it, it is what it is if if the game says <laughs> you need raw meat to upgrade your bag well, that's gonna be one hell of a bag I'm
1: just, <laughs> you know. it'll be beautiful don't worry about the smell
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> But yeah, you need like boar bones and, you know, stuff like that. Like one of them, I forget, like one of them, you need like a certain, not just a fish bone, but like a certain type of fish bone, you know, later on. Oh my God,
1: is there fishing in this game?
0: uh, If you consider consider shooting a bow and arrow into water fishing, sure. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) I get really obsessed with fishing in games. I'm just making sure I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole or fishing hole in this instance. Mm
0: No, you definitely will not. You, de- you definitely <laughs> won't. I will say whenever you get the opportunity to kill a boar, do so. Because that, that seemed to be the, the, it's always something boar related that I'm missing. <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I need to, yeah.
1: I've, I've been doing that and then I had to kill some poor foxes. Oh my God, I feel so bad when I kill the fox. Not the rabbits, the foxes is what I feel bad about killing.
0: Why well, is it the noise they make?
1: I don't know, they're just so small and cute. And just minding their own business. I walked up to one and didn't even run away. I'm like, I'm so sorry, buddy. I gotta kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to upgrade my pouches. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think you have to get, like, hunt, like, five rabbits. And then you climb the side of a mountain and you're able to grab uh, Grada's prayer beads. But, you know, when you get up to the, the, to the top here, you can see that there's explosions and shots coming from outside being embrace, And Aloy can see smoke. And she wonders what's happening. So my question is like, what if you don't do odd grata until after you meet Rost? Does she say something different? Because you'll find out what that smoke is. You know, you find out what the smoke is, what the shots are outside the embrace once you meet Rost. You know, so I'm curious because I've, I've always done odd grata first. So it's like, well, if you do it after the fact, does say, like, what does she say about it? Does she does she say anything at all?
1: and they don't close quests at all right like so if it wouldn't be an errand that you can't then not complete
0: i don't think so i think you can just you just keep it perpetually and that's another question because we'll we'll, we'll get into that because like uh, you know after you come back with you know grata stuff she once again won't directly uh, address aloy
3: good news grata once again all mother has brought you rabbits I found your prayer beads, too. Just try not to lose them again. All mother. Each morning I find your
2: tears of joy speckling the leaves. Joy at the beauty of all you have made. See how I cry now with you,
3: in gratitude. So you'll cry for her, but she won't speak to me. Fine. Guess that makes you the better outcast. Grata... I may not be around much for a while. I'm gonna run in the Proving, and... I'm not sure what's gonna happen after that.
2: Oh, Mother. I thank you for the kindnesses you share. When the Proving comes, in your great wisdom, may you give favor to a brave of generous heart.
3: I... think I get what you're saying. Goodbye, Greta, For now.
0: But Aloy does tell Grata that she doesn't know what's going to happen after the proving. Basically saying, like, look, I'm not sure if I'm going to be around to help you and stuff like that. And Grata, she kind of indirectly asks for blessings on Aloy. Like, to give her, like, a little thank you. But um, that's what I was going to say. Like, after the proving, if you do Grata's mission, what does she say? Does she say something different?
1: I wonder if you're not able to... No, because it is like, I guess, a side quest that you can pick up, but Rost gives it to you, right? So I wonder if he makes you do that before I you leave.
0: Probably. I don't know. He might. That's a good question. On top of that, after the proving, you're brave. So well, technically speaking, Grata, no, because Grata still can't speak to you. She still can't speak to you, even though you're brave. So that, that, that idea kind of falls through. But yeah, like I'm just curious what happens. I should have did that last. Like I wasn't really thinking about it. actually, let's be real. I, I played through the first half of this game not realizing I was gonna do a show on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so play yeah. through it again. Oh yeah, just again. Like I'm pretty sure I have like like twenty hours of gameplay already and to record re- already, you know, played and recorded. So I'm definitely I'm probably. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like halfway through the game already. Um so but yeah, that's how odd grata ends. That's an Aaron but there are two side quests in the area. The first that we're going to talk about is the Forgotten. And for me, the first time I played the game, this is the very first side quest I got. Be, just based on the, the path that I took, you know, walking away from Rost. Uh, but as you get close to the quest, because this, this is a quest that you can miss. Um, you'll hear someone calling uh, for their brother Brom. It's a it's a woman or a girl named Alara, and she's on top of a you know a large rock mass, and she hasn't talked to Aloy because Aloy is an outcast, but it's like she doesn't really have a choice because Aloy's like I don't see anybody else here, which is true, and so apparently she's uh you know she's looking for her brother Brom, uh, who was shunned, but his sentence is over, so he should actually be home now. The Braves were sent to get him, but when they went to his camp, it was covered in blood, so they think he's dead. But Alara doesn't think so, so she's, she's actually coming to look for answers. So the reason Brahm was outcast was because he killed a hunter who was always bullying him. Um, he hit him with a rock and split his skull one time when the guy was bullying him. And he said, you know, he he has some type of mental health issue because he says the spirits made him do it. The whispers of the forgotten. And so the forgotten in Nora to the Nora tribe are blasphemers who refuse to repent and their punishment is being purged from all mother's memory. Uh and Brahm says that these forgotten whisper, you know, they speak to him and they tell him to do things. All right. So um this quest feel felt a little long, longer than it needed to be. You know, Aloy agrees to help and she goes to Brom's camp. There's a bunch of watchers there. Uh once you kill them, you got the blood and so she follows the blood drops. That leads to a knife and, you know, I think the blood stopped. And now she's just following footsteps. But you, every certain amount of footsteps, you come across a group of enemies and, um, you know, you just end up killing them. And you just keep finding more clues. Like, you find a sanctuary that has, like, a boar's head on it. And that's where the blood came from, right? Uh, then you find more enemies and, you know, more Watchers. And then, you know, you find one of the Watchers that was killed by Braum himself. And it's just it just goes on for a long time. This was not a... Not a good mission <laughs> in, I, my, in my quest.
1: I like how they set it up, too, where you're like, oh, it he got killed. Like, the way they set it up, I was like, he faked his own death. Like, he's probably faking that he got killed because he doesn't want to worry his sister. And that way, there's no attachment. Boom.
0: Well, look at you, Sherlock Holmes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so smart you you on, was- like, the first side quest of the game. You yeah, so you out. said
0: <laughs> you, you did all that, like, from the beginning of the quest? Oh, <laughs> well, I guess when you found the boar's head, once you found, that like, the blood and stuff like that.
1: No, as soon as she said there was blood all over the camp, I was like, that's too convenient. Like, the first option would be, like, somebody killed him because they don't want him to come back to the camp, but that's the obvious answer. So I was like, ah, he probably faked his own death.
0: Yeah. Case closed. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, but you you do find Braum, and you can hear him... Talking to someone and threatening to jump off. So when you, when you go talk to him, you know, he's saying that the frog forgotten keep telling him to hurt people. And he's worried that he's going to hurt his sister. So he's threatening the spirits that he'll jump. Um A-Lo, you're able to get him off the cliff with flashpoint options. I chose to say, well, why don't you just come closer so you don't have to shout?
1: I said the same well, thing.
0: I mean, honestly, this is my second playthrough. I should be playing differently, but I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I said my very first time. Too. Uh, Alara, she actually followed Aloy because Aloy said that she moves faster on her own, so she didn't want Alara to come. So, but Alara did follow Aloy, and uh, there's just a lot of dialogue options here. And they usually, they actually kind of boil down to Aloy being cautious of Brahm and kind of telling Alara to be careful. Like, are you sure you can trust him? And then, you know, you can choose to be accepting, like, hey, you know, Brahm, he needs you. Like, he's not going to hurt you. Uh, Things. Like that, so Aloy suggests that brahm is not ready to head back to Mother's Heart, which seems to be true, and that he needs a Lara. And Lara, you know, she's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him. That's my brother. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take care of him." And they thank Aloy and and walk off, and it's a there's a little like shot of Aloy having this weird smile as they walk off. Like she's like, "Yeah, I did a good deed," <laughs> you know.
1: All of their smiles are weird. It creeps me out every time
0: yeah the and just get used to it because you're gonna see the same faces over and (laughs) over in this game i will that is one of the things i will say about this game um you'll see the same faces over and over and over again with different skin tones on them that's what you're gonna get nice um so just get used to those weird smiles like i would definitely say the main characters got the best treatment obviously for their facial rigging (laughs) um some of those side quest characters, though. And, but my thing is, like, if you're going to use the same faces over and over and over again, just rig everybody well. <laughs> you know? Then again, this was kind of like an experimental game, right? They did not know not know how well this was going to do.
1: Right. So, right.
0: probably in the next game, we're either going to get more faces or better rigging. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right. So, let's move on to our next side quest, which, which is uh, In Her Mother's Footsteps. Uh, you come across a man named Thock. And he's hurt his leg hunting scrappers. He's worried about his daughter, Arana, who went after the scrapper that he hurt his leg. So, uh, basically, when he was fighting the scrapper, he left his spear impaled in the machine. And that spear was actually made by Arana's mother, Adina, I think. I have them saying that correctly. And she wanted to get the spear back. So, Doc, he's like, he took a big risk just talking to Aloy. Anybody who talks to Aloy, is taking a, a big risk. So, obviously... Um, this is important to him, but more importantly, his daughter's important to him because he wants Aloy to find his daughter. Uh, so, but Aloy does agree. And, uh, you know, Aloy finds Arana stuck on top of a guard post surrounded by watchers. So you you take them out, you know, you're able to get her down and Arana's thankful, but she says she can't go back until she gets the spear from that scrapper. And she's kind of upset with her dad that he lost the spear. And, uh, you know, as she's talking to Aloy, you find that, you know, Thaka is a bit overprotective. She says she can't take ten, 10 steps away to use the bathroom without him worrying. Uh, so, but I mean, honestly, Thaka is probably just afraid to lose another person he loves. That's like the type of situation that they're, uh, and so, you know, Arana saw the scrapper, but alerted some watchers and had to run away. So she knows where the scrappers are. Like, uh, the spot you found her isn't where she found the scrappers. Um, And so you have to follow on his footsteps to go find the Scrappers. So now Scrappers in like so far in the game, Scrappers are the most dangerous enemy in the game that you've come across. Uh, Honestly, they don't really become that much less dangerous. Like Scrappers, like if you if you're not careful, they can kind of take you. They can do surprising amounts of damage to you. Right. Um, They have They're fast. They have a good amount of health. Uh, they hit hard and have ranged weapons. They have two ranged weapons, I think. They have one that's like it's like a pulse that it shoots at you and then another one that's like a laser that shoots at you. And I believe there is a, a battery pack on their back that you can shoot off to disable their ranged weapons.
1: Oh, that's what that does. I was shooting it off because it was glowing in the focus, so usually it, when things when things yeah. glow, I shoot it <laughs> yes
0: yes no that's, that's 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 a viable strategy. If it glows, shoot it like if you if you like use the focus to read it, it'll tell you what it does like what oh. actual component it is. so when you're like sizing up an enemy, it's a good idea to use the focus to look at the glowing parts because it'll tell you what it does like for example. My favorite dinosaur, the Thunderjaw, has this thing on the top of it that swirls around. If you take it off, it makes it harder for him to find you when he's looking for you. If you don't take it off and he knows that there's somebody there, he'll use it and then know exactly where you are.
1: Good to so, know.
0: Pro, pro tip. So, yeah, it's always a good idea before, especially for, uh, you know, something that you've never fought before, analyzing all of the parts you can. That's what you want to do. So. Because they're not just weak spots; like they are weak spots. Anytime you hit something that's going uh, that that yellow or orange, it will do more damage. Uh, but like, yeah, it, it's it. They also have purpose. So, uh, but yeah, scrappers are the most dangerous thing in the game so far. And honestly, like, what was she expecting to do? You know, like if she can't take a bunch of watchers, she's not going to take a bunch of scrappers.
1: My favorite thing is she was standing on that pole screaming. And it's like, you're going to die. Like all of these watchers can like karate kick you. Like if they want to kick this pole, (laughs) you're going to fall. And yeah, the scrappers can shoot you. Like I got, I was stuck on a pole. I forgot how to drop down. So I was like pushing escape and shift and all that. It's it's the crouch button, by the way. Um, (laughs) And they were shooting at me and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. So I had to climb back up and jump down, whatever. So they can shoot pretty far. They can shoot up.
0: Yes, they can shoot up. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, like in this part, this stage of the game, they are dangerous, man. Yeah. Like they are they are not no joke. Like I forgot how dangerous they were because like so I'm playing on hard and one hit took away like I wanna say sixty percent of my health. <laughs> like, one hit from the scrap, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot these guys are like dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> you know. Uh yeah, I gotta be I gotta be careful. Well sixty percent of the health bar, I should once you get enough of the health upgrades you get multiple bars of health but you know we'll get into that but either way you know you go through you kill the scrappers you find the spear you know you take it back to uh arana and thok and they're happy and you know Aloy, she notes that the the is of good make and thok says his wife is a better uh, crafter than he was but she taught him some tricks so on top of the xp that you get you also get a damage boost to your spear for completing the quest
1: okay i completed the quest but he was I was like, do I talk to him again to get an upgrade? I didn't realize it gave you the upgrade
0: automatically, yeah, when like, you have to look so when it when it does the quest complete and it shows the stats on the side, it's like a you know x p it also says spear damage plus one
1: got it,
0: so yeah, it's gotta gotta be uh gotta look use those eyes, you I, know,
1: I'm not really good at that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, now let's get back on our path for our main quest. We're, you know, point of the spear. We're not done with it. So, you know, you know, we're going to meet Rost at the gate and Aloy asks Rost about the explosions outside the embrace and he tells her she'll find out soon enough and they need to wait until dark to go. Um, You know, Aloe, she talks to Rost about the proving again and she says that she won't shun him.
3: Look, Rost, I thought it through and I'm not going to shun you after the proving, okay? I'm just... I won't do it. I'm not about to pretend that you never raised me.
2: Aloy, the law forbids all contact.
3: It does, and I don't care. I know what duty means for you, Rost, but all tribal law has ever done for me is take things away. And that's not gonna happen again.
2: Aloy, I must obey the law.
3: And so you will. I knew you'd say that, so this is what we'll do. I'll come to you in secret. No one will see me, so I won't get in trouble. And I know you won't talk to me because it's against the law, but I'll talk to you. It'll be my crime, not yours. You'll just listen. And that's how we'll handle this.
2: You've put a lot of thought into this.
3: I know. So you can stop worrying. It's handled.
2: Yes.
0: So it is. Which, I mean, that's what we talked about earlier, right? Like, you know... You know, she said that she won't pretend like like he never raised her. You know, like, she's she's in it not just for, not for the tribe, but for, for, for her. Like, but, you know, she's not going to forget Rost. Like, maybe her original plan was probably even to just do the proving and then just go back into the, you know, in, into being an outcast with Rost. <laughs> you know, if if she wanted to.
1: I don't think she's thought about... What's gonna happen after the proving though, like this is kind of like putting it more into reality, like oh man, we'll all be part of the tribe, but, like I said before, that wasn't she she doesn't care about that, and to me, why would I care about going to all of these people that didn't give two craps about me five seconds ago, like I wouldn't want to spend my life with them, so right, she probably feels the same way, I would assume. So I don't think she really even thought that far about what's going to happen afterwards.
0: Yeah, I mean, she says that the only thing tribal law has done for her is take things away. And, you know, Ross, he's saying he must obey the law. But Aloy says that she understands and that, you know, she'll come to see him. She'll talk to him, but he doesn't need to talk back, you know, and that's how they'll handle their relationship. Um, And Ross, he just kind of relents saying, oh, we must have thought about this a lot. And she's like, yeah. So he's like, "Okay, it's done. Uh, but after that, you know, Aloy gets some rest for the final lesson. So, you know, now it's dark. Aloy and Rice, Ross, I call him Rice, Ross. They go, they get to the gate, and Ross whistles. And after the uh, he gets a whistle back, the gate opens. So Aloy is just a little surprised, like, "Oh, they open the gate for Outcast. And Ross says that you know that some you know had honor before they were shunned, and he's clearly talking about himself because as he's going by, like, he gives the nod to one of the Braves. The Braves, they just nod back at him and as he's walking away they kind of look you know as they're walking through and you know ross tells aloy that she will face things she's never seen in the embrace uh and the first thing they come across is a burning carcass of a sawtooth uh which is basically a saber-tooth tiger type of machine and ross the funny thing i found about this what ross says next says yeah this is something new and angry but then immediately says you know, he says it's new, but then he says they started showing up ten years ago. I'm like, well, then it's not new, dude. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> Is this thing been going on for ten years? But the fact that Aloy has never seen anything like this uh, shows that that's what the Braves do. The Braves protect the embrace. The Braves keep the dangerous machines. I think even I think they even say that at some point that the Braves keep the most dangerous machines out of the embrace. Yeah, you
1: well, know? maybe if too, if it's a newer machine, it. Doesn't really show up that often until recently. So maybe they're like, oh, they just started showing up ten years ago, but they're new because like they're now starting to come over in waves.
0: I would say that might that might happen, but uh, you know the thing about the the Nora, like they don't really travel far out of Nora lands, right? So you know once they started showing up it's not that far to get to the gates of the embrace <laughs> you know that that's the thing and you'll see once you get out once you get out of the uh the embrace officially you'll you'll see kind of like what i'm talking about is like they don't have that much like sprawling land like they're very close home as a matter of fact they cannot leave the embrace the the only people who can really go outside of the uh gates are the braves right but like it takes special permission for somebody to actually leave the embrace or to leave Nora lands altogether. so but we're like we're not we're a couple episodes away from that you'll see <laughs> Uh but yeah so that's what you come across you come across like this you know this this sawtooth and they're following the trail of destruction caused by another machine but you can guess what type of machine it is because there's just sawtooth carcasses across the ground but like you know, there's also like, uh, uh, you know, burnt up houses and kind of things like that. Um, my question is how the houses is burning up because the sawtooths don't actually like spit fire or anything like that. So maybe they're using fire arrows and missing. <laughs> it could be uh, part of the issue, like when they're fighting them.
1: Well, the sawtooths are on fire, too. So probably. And with this thing. The canister, right? If that blows up, maybe that's what it is. The canister blew up, and it just caught things on fire.
0: Does it, do the sawtooths have blaze on them?
1: They have, like, one on their stomach. I totally had to shoot uh, one, and it blew up, and I might have gotten caught in that fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't can't remember. I can remember it because, you know, they're, even though they're the largest machine you're fighting now, as you get deeper into the game, they are the least of your worries, so <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but, uh, they come across this wrecked lodge and in the distance, they can kind of see trees moving and then a sawtooth appears.
3: An entire lodge wrecked by sawtooths. How many were there?
2: I didn't bring you here to answer questions. Aloy. I brought you here to deal with that.
3: How do you defeat it?
2: That will be for you to decide. This hunt is yours to make, Aloy. Yours alone. No matter what happens, I will not intervene. You understand? You are on your own.
0: So Aloy, she asks Ross how to kill it, but Ross says, hey, that's that's like up to you. Like, it, this this is your trial. You have to figure out how to kill it. And he says it's her hunt, and he won't uh interfere. So now, I imagine you used your fire arrows to bring down the sawtooth.
1: I used a lot of things. Um I used the trip caster at first. I didn't realize it would only work a couple of times. So I tried to use it like four or five times. Like, no, that's that's not working. Um, yeah, I used it twice. And then it stopped getting stunned after the second time.
0: Really? I stunned that thing four times.
1: It wasn't letting me. <gasps> it was so rude.
0: I, I I used nothing but the trip caster. Like, I didn't use fire hours at all. I would trip cast it. It would stun and I would go get a critical hit with the spear.
1: Okay, so I was trying to do that. The first time I totally died um, because of two reasons. One, I fidget with my mouse when I play games and I always try to zoom out, but the scroll wheel switches your weapon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I keep making that mistake. Um, And two, I just wasn't doing a good job. So I kind of just screwed myself over. But... I, the second time when I fought it, I got it down and as it was like in the air about to fall down, I shot the canister on the stomach with a fire arrow, which made it blow up.
0: Uh, right.
1: And then I, I hit it a few times with my spear and I ran away and then tripped it again, hit it a few times, ran away. Um, but I had to run far away because he was following me and then he was peeking through the woods and I shot him one last time with my fire arrow in the eyes and he died.
0: Yeah. See, like getting him to charge you or getting it to charge you is like the best strategy when using the Tripcaster because like they'll like he's, it stops for a second and then it gives you time to put the, the, the lines down and he charges right at you. It gets shocked. You do your critical hit and then you just go on the opposite side of him and do the same thing. So that's how I, I, I typically do it for that fight. At least that fight is in a confined area. So it's actually pretty easy to do so it gets a little harder when they're not necessarily in confined areas. And when there's like two or three of them at one time, you know, it gets, it gets a bit, uh, a bit more, uh, difficult. So, but, uh, after Aloy takes down the sawtooth, uh, Ross asks why he, why she thinks he brought her there. Why did I bring you here?
3: Not to answer questions. Aloy survival requires perfection. It was a test to hone my skills against a dangerous new machine.
2: No. Follow. These are Nora hunting lands. They must be protected. If you hadn't destroyed the Sawtooth, how many Braves might it have killed or injured tomorrow? The lesson lives within the question, Aloy. For years you've trained to win the Proving, but only for yourself. As a Brave, It will be your duty to fight for your tribe.
3: My tribe? You said I wouldn't need them.
2: But I never said the tribe wouldn't need you. The strength to stand alone, Aloy, is the strength to make a stand. To serve a purpose greater than yourself. That is the lesson you must learn. And remember it. After the proving. And after I'm gone. We're finished here follow. So
0: Aloy had like, she had like a smart ass answer. She was like, you know, clearly not to answer your questions, right? Um, but then she says, um, you know, so she can learn how to kill a new machine and Ross says that's not why he brought her there. And he explains to her that you know, it's something that we kind of been talking about throughout the show that Aloy has been training all this time for herself, you know, but he's saying that after you're brave, you need to fight for the tribe and Aloy kind of scoffs at that. And, uh, you know, she says, she, t- she tells Ross, that she, you know, Ross says that she wouldn't need them. But Ross says that, you know, I never said that they wouldn't need you. Uh, because let's be real, like, Aloy is probably one of the most skilled fighters in, that, in the in the entire area because of Ross. I mean, as you can tell, like, Ross is like kind of like a secret badass, right? That's, that's, it feels like, that's, the, that's what it feels like. You know, it's kind of like a secret badass. And he taught Aloy everything that he could. So
1: Yeah, I'm really interested in his history because he seems like the most badass person you come across. And not just because he's an outcast, like you have to have a lot of training and experience, not just like, you know, surviving on your own to be like that. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So um, you know, the and actually one thing that uh if you remember from the intro that Tirsa says is that Ross is an outcast of his choosing. Like he became, like he chose this. You know, right. he chose this term. So there's, a, yeah, there's definitely a, a lot there. So, um, you know, essentially, he, he was saying the lesson he was trying to teach her is that she needs to fight for more than herself. You know, because Aloy, you know, she doesn't care about the tribe, but Ross, he is still very much a Nora. I like, mean, he 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 believes in what the Nora believe, and he's like, look, I understand how you feel, but this is a big deal. Becoming a Nora Brave is a big, big deal, you know, and and you need to respect that. So, um, you know, they go back inside the embrace. After Dawn, Aloy tells Ross she understands the lesson, but she only wants to fight for something that she believes in. And, uh, you know, Ross tells her this is her last day as an outcast and that he'll meet her at Mother's Heart after he takes care of something. And it kind of tells you, like, you know, if you have something to finish, you should finish it now, <laughs> you know, because it's kind of giving you one of those like this. It's not a point of no return, but it's kind of like we're about to move into the next section of our game. So please, you know, uh get your get your things together and let's move. And that actually concludes Point of the Spear. And that's going to conclude this episode because next week we're going to pick up at the the entrance to Mother's Heart, which is the the main Nora city or town or village. And uh, get started with the Proving Arc, you know, because now it's time, all that training, 10 years of uh, training for this and, you know, we're going to get into it. I'm not sure if it's going to be one episode or two episodes. We have to see because it's it's kind of like time funny, but either way, we'll we'll get into that. So, so, Christina, how are you feeling so far? This is the farthest you've been in Horizon Zero Dawn. How are you feeling?
1: It's It's fun. I'm still a little wonky with the controls, but... Once I'm starting to get the feel of everything, I'm having more fun just going out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go kill this machine. Oh, I need to get this machine now. So I'm feeling a lot more comfortable, obviously, um, than I was just jumping into it, I guess, Um, because I was kind of scared of how stealthy you had to be. But I'm not really, like I said, having a problem with it yet. Apparently, I might have issues later. Who knows? But I wanna explore everything and I've been trying to take my time and read all the dialogue. So I still really excited and I wanna know. I just wanna know. That's I just wanna know what's gonna happen and like the history of everything at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're gonna come across a lot. There's obviously is a lot. Like you're gonna come across more about the Nora. Uh, the, are you gonna find you're gonna act, finally reach out and you know talk to the other tribes of of this world and you also still have all this information on the metal world that you're gonna find out so there's like a ton of lore there's a ton of stuff to go over in terms of like the machines and stuff like that i, I honestly you're gonna come across bigger and scarier and more health machines so i think the stealth aspect later on in the game or even later in the game but like you know Outside of the beginning is more like, okay, use your stealth to do your setup, and then you get into your fight, you know, for the most part. But it's always a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. So yeah. I'm I like I said I'm like halfway through the game at this point, and I'm still <laughs> excited for what's to come. Like I know like what's on what's on the way. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited, but we don't want to talk about that stuff yet because we're still in the beginning here.
1: No spoilers. But, uh,
0: no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no spoilers. That's what we're gonna try our best not to really spoil anything for anybody here. So, but uh, yeah, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you uh, want to keep what's going on with this show, you can do so by following us on the Mash's button Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Christina, you have any uh, uh, you know anything you want to plug? Social media accounts, podcasts?
1: Yeah, so I have Twitter and Twitch, which would be at s'mores pops tart and i actually have a podcast called wondrous tales it is a final fantasy 14 podcast that we talk about everything under the sun about final fantasy 14 so yeah wondrous tales check it out you can find us on twitter and most other podcast listening places
0: yes <laughs> and you can find me on twitter at jostradamus You can also find me streaming, well, not so much recently, but, you know, soonish. I'll be streaming back on the Mash the Buttons Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash buttons. And actually, right now, I think this is the the only show that I'm actually working on right now. So, you get all of me. So, congratulations. Um, But uh, if you want to join the Mash the Buttons community, you can join us on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. And, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to reach out to us with comments and questions. You can contact us on Discord if you want to, or um, you can reach out to us via Twitter, or you know you can shoot us an email at contact at mashthosebuttons.com. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you could just visit mtb.gg slash support and uh, you can see all the different ways to support Mashless Buttons and that includes like we have a Patreon we have a Teespring store, Twitch descriptions uh, Humble Bundle affiliate links and one time PayPal donations and I encourage everybody to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mashless Buttons and with that we are uh, done with this episode and we will see you on the next one Yeah.